Hello, you are on the Transfer Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Today Agbola. We focus on the life of Jesus Christ, the fathers of the faith, both who serve as witness in the time of the Old Covenant, looking forward to the days of Christ, and those who are apostles during the life of Christ, who are witnesses to the resurrection life. And then on to the early fathers of the faith and men in contemporary times. And our goal is to glean wisdom for us to apply contextually as we find ourselves in similar situation in our day. Our prayer is that as you join us in these discussions and this conversation, you will hear the Holy Spirit speak to you and you will apply those wisdom to your life and live a life worthy of commendation by God. So join us as we go in this journey together. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are on the Transfer Podcast. It's another great day, and we are rejoicing with you that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Olede, do you want to welcome our listeners again today? Yeah, thanks, Tunde. Greetings, everyone, from wherever you are listening to us. Um, Whatever time of the day, you are doing this. Um, I hope that um, you and your loved ones have continued to be well and enjoying all that the Lord is releasing to us via this platform and every other platform that uh, the Lord is um, inspiring you. May you be blessed. All right. May you be blessed. I mean, the blessing of the Lord chase away every parasite around you. Because somehow in today, we're going to be looking at a lot of heights. The heights and the heights and the heights and the heights. <laughs> we read the last episode. There were a lot of heights that God was telling uh, Moses that he was going to possess the lands of the heights. So like, if I would, in, in a sense, yes. so, sorry, Abraham, if we're going to turn it around here to say everything that is a parasite, that is take shocking the purpose mm-hmm. and plan of God around you, the Lord will undertake on your behalf and take you to your land of promise (laughs) that's pastoral that's very pastoral it's 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 ecclesiastical hallelujah (laughs) 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 all right let's go into today's podcast i am excited to to have today's episode with us continuing the last episode we read genesis chapter 15 from verse 1 to 21 today we're just going to uh, continue you can pick your Bible and read afterwards, Genesis chapter 15, 1 to 21. You can even open it up right now while we're talking. And before we, we start talking about the continuation of some of the things last week, I know we, we talked about the authentic and the genuineness, first mentioning the paradox that Abraham experienced and then the authentic way with which he went back to God and started asking God to let him know how he would know. <laughs> that what mm. God said to him is going to come to pass because at the moment, he doesn't even have a child. 
I mean, when you put one plus one together equal to two, so if you have a one plus nothing, you don't get a two. So Abraham, humanly speaking, is saying, how do I become the father of nations? How do I possess a land when I don't even have a, my own child who is going to inherit me? And you keep telling me that my reward shall be great, that you are my reward and I shouldn't fear. And we saw that God came and explained to Abraham at his level, using illustration, I would imagine that Abraham will understand. I'm sure if God tell me to get an Ifa right now and a ram and a pigeon, I'm like, for oh, what? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jesus has become the Ifa and the goat and the turtle dove and the pigeon and all of that for me. So again, just to even clear theologically, God is not going to ask you to do this now because all of this has been fulfilled in the in Jesus Christ, who is the ultimate sacrifice for all. However, hmm. we saw there that God came to Abraham and explained two things to him at his level, right? And Abraham was driving away some uh, uh, the prey birds that came on the carcass that he had, he had put down. He was driving them away. And God said, you know, just like you are driving this thing away, <laughs> your descender will be driven <laughs> into a land <laughs> where, where they will be summoned. Again, God came down and almost like God acted a drama or made Abraham involved in a drama that would drive things home for him at his level. And that led to a covenant between him and God. And we were saying, you got to be genuine, you got to be authentic. Before I, I bring up some other issues that I see in the same light, I'll let Oloide speak what is in his heart as it relates to what we, what, where we're going today in this podcast. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy about the fact that, again, when you read further in that text in Genesis chapter 15, we're seeing how God is giving Abraham insight into the future. Mm. And I like how you mentioned the fact that it's like God was acting a drama and bringing Abraham into it as well. <laughs> so it, it's actually safe to say that uh, our invita the invitation that God is sending to us is an invitation into partnership. Not necessarily because God is not capable of doing whatever he wants to do. But again, he would want to speak with us. He would want to talk to us in a language that we will understand. Now, I'm still thinking about what we shared last on the last episode of the podcast about being authentic, about being genuine in our relationship with him, about slowing down to make sure that we understand what he's saying at every point in time. Now, I think that's not something that uh, it's very easy to do these days because there's a lot of noise around. There's a lot of uh, pressure to perform. There's a lot of pressure to, to present ourselves sometimes as who we are not. Unfortunately, this it is very easy also to bring this kind of thing into our relationship with God. But we must remember that the Lord knows who we are. He can see the depth of our heart that fellow humans can't see. So it's in our favor, it's to our good that we open up to Him uh, in relationship with Him. That's that's what I'm thinking today. It is definitely right or good to open up to Him. Because think about it. God doesn't really need us, but He wants us. He's been God yeah. before He created anything. 
but he decided in his eternal desire, I want my plan to be with humanity. Like we said last week, what is man that you are mindful of him? Even the angels could not understand. What is it? What, what is it with God and man? Didn't he create them like he created us? Again, it is choice, it is his desire. And it, we do ourselves a lot of good to not fake things before the one before whom everything is laid bare. What's the point? You know, I remember in, in the early days of my faith, there is this wrong theology that I don't know whether we were taught or we are the one that taught ourselves, where you want to be more righteous than God and you have just done something wrong and you are running from God because you, you feel ashamed to go to God because you have done something wrong. Not knowing that uh, why you are doing the wrong. <laughs> so every every part of it going on. So you do yourself a lot of good mm. to just go and fall face fast before him. I don't trouble. <laughs> Help me out. Like David. Mm. He, will, he said, yes, I'm the one. The one, although he was hiding initially, trying to pretend, but as soon as the prophet confronted him, he said, "Oh, I'm the one who did it." So that that authentic art also to call sin sin, to call right right, and be truly fully open before God until He can take us precept by precept, line upon line, a little here, a little there, with our uniqueness and idiosyncrasies put in place. That's why the Bible was not written by one person. God didn't inspire one person in one culture, in one place, with one profession. Otherwise, Jesus could have come since the beginning of time and be the only one that would write the entire Bible. But it's in the nature of God to walk with our frailty and within the bounds of our human weakness and limitation to to produce his eternally rich word and plans and bring it out in a way that it is still perfect. Just like Jesus being God came through a frail human being, a, a, a female who definitely had committed sin, unlike what some religion think that he was perfect, she was perfect. No, she was not. <laughs> who had committed sin, but mm. Jesus came through her womb and came out without sin and perfect. It's in the same way the word of God and how God relates with us. It brings out his perfection through our limitation, weakness, and imperfection. So when we are not genuine and we're not authentic, we rob our own generation of the debt. And before I give it, uh, let Oluide speak again. It's been on my mind since last episode that to bring this more practically home, you could, you could have read books of men in, in the 16th century or the 19th century or the, if there was anything like that, the zero century. <laughs> and God taught them using certain illustration in, a, in certain ways yeah. with specific way that they could better understand. And then you are living in the 21st century and you think that God cannot bring the same truth out with current illustrations and things that you can understand today. So you are trying to force people to only understand God in light of that generation. I feel like that robs us of something because Abraham, God spoke to him in the things he understood. I imagine if God is going to talk to the young generation now, he's going to be talking in terms of iPad and iPod and AirPods. He's going to be talking in the language of uh, computer program. He's going to be talking in the language of 
maybe we're not living in the time of virtual reality. I mean, God is going, he's not going mm. to bend his truth, but he's going to come down to their level and say, okay, do you understand what it means to hear God? Okay, I'm going to use the illustration of your phone to explain it to you. Oh, do you want to understand how I got, like Abraham, God took him on through a process. God could just move somebody to, I use an illustration from a, a healthy, good-looking movie that they watched that's not wrong, to explain and pass a message across to them. God, they could be reading scripture and God mm. bring up an illustration of something they just witnessed two days ago that has to do with maybe the game between Arsenal and Manchester to, to pass a message across to them. I'm not saying that this is exactly what God would do. I'm saying you cannot limit God in how he speaks to you because he will come to meet you where you are to help you take you to where he is because he doesn't want to leave you there. Olorede, I don't know if you agree with this or what you think about what I just said. 100% today, and um, I would even take it further to say that we would be robbing ourselves of uh, vital instructions from God by closing our minds in advance or by trying to conclude that about only one particular issue. So I was saying that um, we would be robbing ourselves of vital information that we need for life if we close our minds and wrongly conclude that God is able to speak only in one particular way or about one particular issue. Because I believe this is what, uh, unfortunately, uh, gave birth to compartmentalized life where in my mind I can't see how God is speaking to me about my profession. I can't see how God is speaking to me about how I should live every day because I am thinking that it must be in one particular way. What if as I'm just commuting to the office, the Lord is asking me to pay attention to what's going on in my environment? So it takes that conscious effort to be presently present uh, for us to hear what God is saying uh, per moment. It's, it, it's probably not a very easy discipline, but we must cultivate it all the same. That, that, that's what I'm thinking today. I, I totally agree with you. And I'm even going to add a, a very good example from my own life to what, what you're saying here. The, sometimes I, I think Maybe last year, I don't remember. I, I was supposed to uh, be part of the worship lead in my church and, and lead a song, uh, maybe just frontline or something. And I think I was going to lead a prayer uh, for the service or something. And then during that week, I was cutting the grass. I don't know if I shared it with you. I was just cutting the grass. Normal mundane stuff, right? And <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I was looking at the, the the lawnmower that I was using. I was looking at the tire, the tire of it. And as I was looking at it, I was not thinking, you know, I work, I work with a tire company and I was thinking about pneumatic tire. As that thought was coming, the Holy Spirit, boom, just started to connect the inflation of the tire and its ability to carry the weight of vehicles and the Holy Spirit. And I suddenly, it suddenly reminded me that the Greek word for spirit, the Holy Spirit, 
is pneuma, you know, pneumatic. Mm. Mm. And suddenly I'm thinking pneumatic tire, where's the original word pneuma came from, and inflation, hair, and things like that. And then it became obvious to me that in the tire industry, the entire tire, what you would call the tire, is just a carcass. It's just like a mm -hmm. the balloon, the, the skin of the balloon, which on its own, if there's no air blown into it, it doesn't have any strength of its own. It's just floppy yes. and, and things like that. And, and the Holy Spirit began to say that, do you all know that without the pneuma, the, the Spirit of God in you, as a person to do ministry and your Christian life, you can't carry the weight. Because 90% of the weight of a vehicle actually is carried not by the round thing that you see, it's actually the air that is the compressed air that is inside is what is carrying most of the weight. <laughs> mm. And and that's why you can't go anywhere with deflated tires. Yeah, 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 yeah not rolling. You will, you will just stand in one spot. So the old mm. dynamics and what, what's really making, what makes it unique is that there. And the Lord began to say to me, you know, the Holy Spirit in you, in ministry, in life, you better get to a point where you understand that he's supposed to carry a major part of the weight. Otherwise, you are just a carcass without him. You are just empty. You are nothing. And that came in my normal life, doing what seemed ordinary. But because of a heart open, being authentic, being genuine, God could use the illustration of what I do as my career to teach me something. And I actually wrote a whole song based on that concept, which I have not put music to, but I just, it just came and I wrote some, you might think of like a poem or something, but it's a song in my head that I wrote down. I've only put music into it. Just by being authentic, just by being real with God and letting God use ordinary things of your day as it were to illustrate spiritual phenomenon, spiritual things and bring you higher in the journey of faith. Anything mm. else from you, Loide? I, I think this is the high point of this conversation for me. It is the fact that uh, probably with God, maybe there is really, really, really nothing mundane or let's say too mundane to be used of God. Uh, to speak to us and come to think of it the Lord wants to come to us where we are we only need to open up to him and then we will hear him in fact even during the fall right immediately after the fall the question was Adam where are you and I think that was an invitation to a conversation that was an invitation to a conversation and if you take it further and even think about God's call to us onto some uh, purpose-driven life. Think about how the Lord will speak to Moses, right? Mm -hmm. God did not say, okay, Moses, you need to, you need to live where you are currently. Uh, come to this particular place. I want to speak to you. At least there was a scenario where it was right there and the Lord said, Moses, where you are standing is a mm. holy ground. Mm. Mm. My, my, my office, can it be a holy ground for the Lord? Mm. The classroom mm. where I instruct people, can it be a holy ground for the Lord? Where the Lord is free and he doesn't have to wait until the next Sunday before he speaks to me. Mm. Um, so th th this, this is high for me today and uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking, yes. Yeah, I think it's, it's about this point that I think we should round up too because again, for the last three episodes, we've been hearing that genuine, authentic 
walk and knowing God. And today, I feel God is saying, you don't have to be in some so-called holy ground that you call holy for God to meet you, for you to relate with God. Where you are can become an holy ground as soon as you establish the presence of God there. Abraham, God met him, established covenant with him on the field, somewhere where he caught animals. Imagine mm. all of those things might be stinking at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. What smell mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. But God, who doesn't care about all those physical, which he later showed us in Christ in the New Testament, was, was focusing on the heart of Abraham and the covenant relationship he mm. wanted to build with Abraham. Could God be speaking to you where you are? Where you are drilling, you are drilling things and it's all mud around you. And boom, the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you of something mm. that will bless generation. Oh, you mm. know, I, I work in a, in, a, in a factory. I can God speak to me. It's too noisy. Oh, the noise outside can be loud, but the noise inside can be minimal for you to hear in, in the midst of the factory and the noise. Amen to that. Are, are you a student and you are preparing for an exam? You feel that like you're so caught up with that, you can't even hear it. Maybe if you can just be honest, genuine, say, God, this morning somehow I couldn't do my quiet time. I know I should have, but I'm preparing for exam. But my heart is still open. Could that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, whatever long minutes where you pause between things could be the time when God, boom, we speak things of eternal impact to your heart. It all boils down to your genuineness of heart. We talk about Thomas, Jesus came from him. I remember Cornelius. God had to send an angel because his heart was right. I remember the the utopian eunuch. God had to do what he hasn't done for anybody since I whatever. He transported a person in the New Testament. Boom! He disappeared and found himself somewhere else just to for him to meet an hungry soul and a genuine heart. God is still in the business of doing it. We've heard of stories of people in the Islamic, uh, the Arab, uh, and who are Muslims, who have become people of the faith. And all that happened is that Jesus, according to them, appeared to them either in their dream. We've heard of people saying, because they were truly seeking God, it, it looks as if the Bible verse were, were having life and coming out of the page of scriptures. And all of these were people that God met where they are because their heart was right. Could it be that for honest, genuine seekers of truth, you will find God no matter what? Because he said, and you will seek me and find me. Mm. You seek for me with all of your acts. I think God is talking to you. So go take the right step and seek God honestly and genuinely, and you will find him. With that, I would like to round up the podcast for today and say shalom. Have a blessed day and enjoy the rest of your week. God bless you.